Welcome to Upbringing, where Hannah and Kelty, twins, mothers, and works in progress. Upbringing is a movement that empowers parents to grow up alongside their kids for sanity and social change. Through this podcast, speaking and coaching, we focus on our personal work as parents, the awareness, intention, and approach needed to raise amazing humans while we also get some shit done. Join us to radically redefine kids' resistance as an opportunity to nurture skills and values like consent, nonviolent communication, emotional intelligence, body positivity, and respect. We attempt this by practicing powers beyond control, evidence-based tools that protect our kids' personal freedoms, support their skill building, and better align with how we roll as people. To us, this is the practice of parenting, when we can choose trust over fear, connection over control, and progress over perfection. We're not just raising our kids, we're raising ourselves. Let's show up and grow up. Welcome to season five, folks. Before we resume unpacking our freedoms episodes that began last season, we think it's important to connect about the Black Lives Matter movement and declare our commitment to showing up and growing up within it. These past several weeks, we've been reading, learning, and listening to Black voices more than we ever have before. As white women, we are further empowered to examine our privilege, uphold our responsibility, and commit more intentionally and publicly to anti-racist work within our families, our business, and our community. When it comes to the Upbringing Podcast, we'd like to begin the first episodes of this next season amplifying two Black women's voices. These episodes feature two of our favorite podcasts and hosts, Nolika Radway of Raising Rebels and Akilah Richards of Fair of the Free Child. We hope to have both women on our upcoming seasons of the podcast when we resume our conversations with artists, activists, writers, and beyond. But in the meantime, our goal is to center their brilliant work and encourage you, our community, to listen and learn from them as we have, from their podcasts, to their classes, to their speaking, to their writing. Nolika and Akila inspire and educate us as parents and people. We also hope that these episodes will encourage you to expand and diversify your own podcast cues around parenting and motherhood, sharing these women's work and others you listen to with your own communities. We deeply believe that Black Lives Matter and Black Stories Matter. We're all in this together and we're all growing up together. Here we go. Raising Rebels is a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children, hosted by Nolika Radway. Each episode features courageous conversations with real parents who are encouraging their children to be fully themselves in a society that doesn't always celebrate them. Raising Rebels tackles everything from sexuality and race to co-parenting and money, all with the goal of liberating children. As executive director of Brooklyn Free School and host of the Raising Rebels podcast, Nolika helps parents, children, and marginalized people tell their story within a social justice context. She considers the ability to make connections between people, philosophies, and dimensions her personal superpower, and attributes it to being a Bronx-raised, first-generation Black Jamaican wife, mother, teacher, educator, and Octavia Butler fan. Nolika received her BA in English from Howard University. She lives in Brooklyn with her husband, Homero, and their three children. Now on to Raising Rebels, Episode 3. I brought you into this world, posted originally June 20th, 2019. Are you guys afraid of me ever? No, I'm never afraid of you. I'm afraid of Grandma Bridget, and I'm afraid of Grandma sometimes. Are you ever afraid of disappointing me? Yes, all yes, the time. Very much. Very so, much. Right yep. Now, right now, at this very second, yes. I mean, not often, but sometimes. 24 I- hours a day. Well, that's because you have low self-esteem because you're a teenager and very aware of Moxon. Well, I want you both to know that I'm extremely proud of you. Thanks. Oh, you're amazing. 
Hi, I'm your host, Nalika Radway, and this is Raising Rebels, a podcast about oppressed parents raising free children. I am also a press parent trying to raise free children. Each episode of Raising Rebels will feature courageous conversations with parents and my three girls, Glory, Moxie, and Blue. So today, I am joined by my friend, Jade Verretti. That's safe. Verrett. Verrett. Why, do I want the, why is the E there? To mess with me? No. Uh, no I mean. Because it could be like Italianish. I guess. <laughs> it's, okay, a lot of, it's a lot of ease in it, but like, yeah, Verrett. it's a lot of ease. Jade Verrett. Yes. Mother, chef, podcast ninja. <laughs> I mean, I th- master, like, you're, you're on it. Welcome, Jade. Say hello to the people. Hello, people. Um, and we're also joined by her partner and a fellow educator, Tristan Verrett. Say hello, Tristan. What up? What up? What up? So today we are talking about discipline and how we hold our children accountable for their behavior. So let's um we start with like just one word to describe how you're feeling right now. So Jade, you want to start? How are you feeling right now? Tired. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm I, always it's tired. A, it's okay. It's, it's gonna be. You are a podcast ninja. That makes sense. How are you feeling today? I feel powerful. Mm. Feel. How am I feeling? Hmm. I just had like this phone call from work, and I'm trying to push it out of my head. So I'm feeling a little like away. But I'm gonna like forcibly bring myself back into the room. That's right. But I'm feeling like energy. Like I'm trying to bring some energy here. It's all in the mind. It's know? all in the mind. It's I'm gonna work. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that. Okay. So tell the people a little bit about yourself, Jade. Um. Well, you just told him everything. I, you know, I host about 100 podcasts. <laughs> um. And I am a wife to this one across from me. Lovely. A uh, partner. Um. We have a five-year-old daughter who would be six, Noah. She is ASAP Noah, actually, because she's a five-year-old gangster. <laughs> uh, definitely a rapper. <laughs> a chef, um, an entrepreneur, and uh, an honorary Caribbean. Awesome, awesome. Tristan, tell us about yourself. A little bit about me. I was born in Trinidad. I came here to the States when I was about 11 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, grew up in, in, in Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Flatbush. Like the Caribbean. Yeah, the Caribbean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. This is kind of like ho- home away from home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what yeah, I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Nolika said, I'm an educator. I teach writing for grades three to five. Do a bunch of li- you're little like different You're like a real things. Caribbean. Like you're like <laughs> the 10 jobs. That makes sense. And plenty more that we can't, yeah. I mean, the list. Watch, we're going to hear as we as we talk today, it's going to like just evolve and like all of who you are is going to continue to show up. <laughs> so I know your person. She is definitely like, I mean, I wouldn't call her a gangster, but what I would call her is like a big personality. Like she's like a real, like she fills a room and space, which I love. Um, And so I wanted to think about a question we have, like you guys, like I'm curious about something that Noah does that makes you laugh. Oh God, everything. She's really, she's like naturally funny. Mm -hmm. She can freestyle. She likes to battle rap. They, we, we battle two, rap all the time. They battle rap all, <laughs> all the, the time. time. At brunch, at breakfast. All the time. <laughs> Brushing we their just, teeth. Yeah, we just be in the crib, like, you know, freestyling. Like, I'll just, I'll just kick it Not off. Not really like, just freestyling, though, but, like, actually battle. Like, I'll be in my room, and then I'll hear them in the bathroom going back and forth, like, actually battle rapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a fact. It's fascinating. That's oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it makes sense. I can see it. Like I, I can that makes that makes total sense when I see when I see Noah, I'm gonna have to ask her to spit, <laughs> spit some rhymes she, she, for me. Oh, she she just she just loves to perform anyway. Like mm-hmm. she likes singing, dancing, rapping. Mm-hmm. Um She's just like a little entertainer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's amazing. So out of respect for our children um, and for children in general, we are going to begin with a recollection. To, and the point of beginning with the recollection is that we very much when we parent, we think about like who we are now as adults. Mm-hmm. But really, if we want to do it effectively, and really, we really need to think about who we were as children and like right. where yeah. we were in that headspace. Mm-hmm. So when I think about... Um, discipline which we're talking about today i think about when i was a child most of the discipline i received was like either trying to make me afraid to do a thing Mm -hmm. or out of the fear that my parent had around something i did so like fear was such a big part of how discipline functioned for me as a young person and so i asked you both to do a recollection around fear so who would like to start you can go first jay hmm Okay, well, okay, so I had one, but this was not really surrounded by, like, getting in trouble. Uh-huh. I thought that I killed my great-grandmother for years because I had a, I would have a recurring dream over and over again for years that I was, we, so we, you know, we lived in the project. She lived, she lived, like, high up, and um, when I would go over there, I'd get on her lap and rock in a rocking chair. So in the dream, I would go and I would jump on her lap in the rocking chair and she'd be rocking and then she would rock back and fall out the window. And I don't know why I had that dream. I mean, that's not, it didn't happen. Mm-hmm. But I, for years, I thought that I killed her because I would just have that dream all the time. Was she dead? Yeah, she was dead. And you'd have the dream after she passed? Yeah, I had it after mm-hmm. she passed. Because she passed when I was fairly young. I think she passed when I was maybe like six. Wow. So yeah, I thought I killed her. Tristan? I didn't, so I'm not like I'm not like tormented <laughs> no, about it, but no. you know. Yeah. <laughs> um so I don't know if you ever heard of this movie called Dragon the Bruce Lee Story. Mm-hmm. So basically the movie's about battling your like your, your inner demons, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like and Bruce's father, he kinda he wanted to protect him from the, the he didn't want to pass on his demons to him. So that's why he started getting him training and everything, right? So it was to like to prepare him to to battle like these demons that his father had. I speak of that movie because um, when I was younger, like I, I like I had like a fear of like of the dark, you know what I mean? Um, and then like eventually, like I started like instead of like backing backing away from it, I faced that fear, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and I battled, you know, if if, if you would mm-hmm. say like I battled that demon and like overcame it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So like that was that was one fear that I had. When you say the darkness, you mean like dark or you mean like the dark side? Oh, like nah, like 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 not like the dark side, like like light. <laughs> like that kind of dark. It's so interesting every time we do these recollections because I always think that my memory is like gonna be unique to me. Mm-hmm. And then parents like people my people will come in here and like you'll say something so when i was thinking about a recollection about fear it was all like based in things that are not rational or like aren't based in reality Mm. and so i remember um when I, I don't remember like a particular memory, but going to like a particular time, but I remember going to the National Natural History Museum in Manhattan and seeing the giant whale and uh-huh. just feeling like this huge sense of fear, like maybe because I was so small and how could something be that big? And then I also had this fear of 
that Jaws was gonna come out of the faucet in my bathtub. Like I like <laughs> believed it. Like I remember going into the bathroom and turning on like Jaws is gonna, I, you know, it doesn't make any sense. Like how was that gonna work? No, I had that. Yeah, you. What my father would make us, <laughs> I, this is probably terrible. My father would make us watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space. <laughs> what is that? Is that a show? It is a terrible, terrible, terrible move, horror movie from mm. the 80s. <laughs> so he would make us watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space, which are about these Killer clowns from outer space who will pop out of people's like hampers, toilets, I shower heads. <laughs> what? <laughs> and so I always thought, so I had a huge fear of snakes as well. Uh-huh. So I wasn't afraid of clowns. I Even though that movie, that was probably traumatizing. You shouldn't do that to your child. Mm-hmm. I thought snakes would like pop out of all kinds of random places. I remember when the, um, you remember when that cobra escaped from the Bronx Zoo? No. Does anybody yeah, that remember was that? Like, you, so seven years ago? Like, Maybe, maybe like nine, not like twelve, like nine or ten, nine, years, ten ago. years ago. No, I was living in the Bronx at the time oh, on yeah. the sixth floor in Kingsbridge. Like that snake was nowhere near Kingsbridge, and I just knew that that cobra was gonna pop up in my bedroom. Really, a, and I was grown. <laughs> so that well, you, you're making me feel, feel so much better because my like deepest, I had all those fears, and like my deepest fear that like came to me is I, for some reason, used to watch the um. Nightmare on Elm Street movies. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know who, and I look back and like s- figured out how old I was when they came out and like realized I was like a bad choice then. Um, I was Same. like young, I was like a bad choice Same. then. And I remember we used to have um, bunk beds and I was on the top bunk. And I remember I would wake up in the middle of the night and my face would be facing the wall. So my bunk bed was like against the wall. Mm-hmm. And my face, I'd wake up and I'd like look at the wall. And I wanted to get to my mother's room. Like I'm like, I wanted to like get to my mom's room. And I remember like having this, if I turn around, Freddy Krueger is gonna be behind me. <laughs> and I would have like this, like my adrenaline, like would just like this rush. Like I really want to get to my mother's room, who's on like the other side of the apartment. And I but I have to I would have to like get off my bed mm-hmm. and like run across the apartment. And I was like, I just I would like just pull all of my like face that fear. Turn around. Of course, Freddy Krueger was not standing there <laughs> behind me. Um, and then I would like jet and like get there to my mm-hmm. mom's room. Yeah. Um, and I think I must have had that fear for a very long. Like it wasn't one night. It like it lived in me for a very very long time. Yeah. Um, and the thing that came to mind when I was thinking about the discipline and like how my fears functioned when I was a child, and similar to like what you guys are talking about, is like. I had to face it. Like, I engage with the fear. It's not like I, you know, sometimes now when I think about fear as an adult, it's like phobias, like Mm -hmm. things that you're scared of and like you're just not going to engage with that at all. But I was like, oh no, the stuff that I was afraid of, like I still had to get to the thing. (laughs) You know, whatever it was that I really wanted or whatever was on the other side of it, I was still going to figure out how to get to the thing. But I know that as a child, it was really important to adults or this that you were afraid of them Mm -hmm. um and like or that you were afraid of the things you weren't supposed to engage in as a way in which you were going to be able to control yourself or like how discipline function Mm -hmm. um and so how do you think about fear when you think about how you discipline your child I don't. I don't want no to fear me though. Mm-hmm. Like that's 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 the thing. And like as generation, as we you know, as we move forward in generations and everything, I learn. You know, it's important that you change things. Like especially, you know, since I can recognize like this. This is not healthy. Like you know, have you know, growing up with you know, fearing your parents. Like that's not healthy at all. That's mm-hmm. not a. 
you know, that's not a way for you to grow up. That's not a healthy way for you to grow up at all. So, like, I want Noah to, to grow up respecting me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Not not fearing me. Like, I want her to still feel like she has a voice mm-hmm. or, or saying, like, you know, uh, in the decisions that she's making. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And not, like, just cower to, to everything that I say, mm-hmm. you know? Um, the only thing, the only thing that I will say is that when it comes to her safety, that's the only thing I I, I will I refuse to back down on. Mm-hmm. You know, if 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 it's something that's going to keep her safe and protected, she has to listen. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like she has a choice in in what she wants to do. Mm-hmm. Do so, you feel that like how does it function for you? Um, I feel the same way. I don't want her to fear me, mm-hmm. and I actually like battle with my like my my inner selves battle with mm-hmm, each other. Mm-hmm. Because I recognize a lot of, because um, I was raised with a lot of fear, mm-hmm. you know, like you, like a lot of us, mm-hmm. so like especially um, those of us, who, you know, of color. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, kids should be seen and not heard. Mm-hmm. You need to shut up. Don't do this. You're going to get a whooping, mm-hmm. like all of that. Mm-hmm. But then I would, I remember being afraid of things that I should be able to talk to my parents about, but I wasn't able to because I was afraid I was going to get in trouble. Like I remember I got a a boy asked me to go with him in the sixth grade Mm -hmm. and I hate I really didn't like him and I didn't want to but I was like whatever so you know it was what it was he wrote me this note I remember rolling my eyes when I read the note too he was like I love you I'm like how but he wrote me this note so I threw it in the bottom of my bag okay and my mother was a very black mother so Mm -hmm. I remember one day we were sitting at the table I was eating breakfast and then she was like, why is your bag so heavy? We got to get some of this stuff out your bag before you go to school. And I was like, oh, no, no, no. no. I was like, I'll, I'll get it out later. And she was like, no, we need to clean this out. It's not good for your back. So she's going through my bag. She pulls the note out. It's from, it's a boy named Larry. Oh, no. So, Larry? Larry, short, big old head. Oh. <laughs> so, oh. so she reads the note and she's like, hmm, Okay. So she tells my father, and I have to go to school. This happens in the morning. Mm-hmm. So I go to school. So, of course, all day I'm like, oh, I'm about to get in trouble. I didn't even want to go with this boy, mm-hmm. like all this stuff. So I thought I was going to, I didn't know what was going to happen when I got home. Because my mother was like, she always freaked out about boys and stuff like that. So I got home, and my dad was a little bit more unconventional. So I remember he just talked to me like normal. What's going on? How you doing? How was your day? Okay, cool. You got homework? No? Okay, cool. I went through the whole night, ate dinner, watched TV. You know that. And you know when you're waiting for mm-hmm, your parent to mm-hmm, say something? He mm-hmm. never did. So I finally got that little ease Ooh, that you get when mm-hmm, you think mm-hmm. like it's over. Three, maybe two, three in the morning, he comes and he's like, no. get up. Get up. And I was like, what? What? What's going on? Get up. So he's like, walk around the house. So I was like, what? He's like, walk around the house. So I walked around, went through the kitchen, came back through the room, went down the hallway, came back. I was like, what? He's like, do it again. I had to do it again. So he's like, all right, so this is what it's like to have a baby. He I was can't. like, when you go with I boys. It's <laughs> like, when you go with boys, he's like, it starts leading to stuff like that. And I'm not taking care of no baby. So I just want you to know what it feels like when you have one. And I was like, but I'm 13, oh, like 12 or 13. God. I was like, I'm, I'm not trying. I don't even like this boy. He's like, I just wanted to give it to you in the real. And then told me to go back to bed. I can't. Man, uh, that's that's, that's yeah. <laughs> It was fascinating. It's so interesting. I mean, you raised, you touched on two things that came to mind for me. And one is, first of all, the idea of fearing your parents and, and how I too, like with the girls, the idea that they are scared of me or like mm-hmm. they fear me. I very much see it as a disadvantage for just the reason you said. Mm-hmm. When when shit hits the fan and they really need some feedback, 
I need them to come here. Like, I need them to know I got you. Mm-hmm. We're going to get through it. And fear is a powerful thing. It and is. the fear of like disappointment, fear of like discipline, like fear of all of the thing is a powerful thing. And like, I want them, I want us to do that practice of like, we can do like be in that together. So I notice sometimes when you're like at, um, with cousins and the way they get you're disciplined is very different than how I discipline you guys. Our, our cousin, our step cousin and our step grandma, she, um, we would go, yeah, we'd go to their house for, with her, you know, to hang out with our grandpa and we'd be with them and she would talk to my step cousin like very sternly and not in ways you would talk to us and she would, she would beat her and stuff and stuff like as like a six year old or something like that. I was just like, I do not approve I didn't say it, but I thought, like, I do not approve of the way you are talking to my step cousin. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I can't say anything because, you know, you're afraid that your cousin. She scares me, Grandma Bridget. You're afraid that your step grandma's going to go off the rails and hit you, even though your mother said no. So, like, you don't say anything. Mm-hmm. If I do scary. think that she would. If I To be afraid of someone you know is terrifying. I remember, uh, like, like, not too long before I came here we, uh, in Trinidad, we take this test called a common entrance, right? So it's basically like uh, you're going from uh, elementary to junior high school or something, right? Um, so I took this test, and I remember talking to my, my my pops about it, right? And he was big into he was big into education. Probably the reason why I'm in education now, but like he was um, he put a lot of pressure on me in regards to like you know making grades and like. Um, doing good in school and everything. I remember taking this test, and when I was done, when I finished the test, um, I felt like so much anxiety. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And then um, after it, you finished the test, after you I felt- finished, yeah. And then um, maybe like maybe like a, a month later or something, when, when we got the results, I found out that I didn't pass for the school that I want that I wanted that he wanted me to go to. Mm-hmm. And like I remember crying like so hard to the point where I got a headache, and I'm like 11 years old, mm-hmm. and like. That that that's that was like like a different kind of pressure, you know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. that kind of fear, like you spoke of fear of disappointment, yeah. like, and that's what that's what I felt, you yeah. know what I mean? Because I was like, oh, damn, I disappointed my my father, mm-hmm, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it was it was crazy. And it's so much stronger than anything else. Yeah. as a young person, like yeah. it's so much stronger than, I mean, the beatings. You know, like we got beat. I was <laughs> mm. like, my you know, my parents are Jamaican and like that is just was part of how you disciplined your mm. children. That's, That's how they learned how to discipline their children. And I remember um that like I wasn't someone who I didn't get a lot of beat like I didn't get a lot of beatings. My little sister used to get her ass what like mm. it was like a thing. Mm. Um and I remember Checking. like <laughs> absolutely and I remember I have this like one memory of and it's so I mean there's so many things it's so funny how we talk about it now and like the way we talk about it now is from a place of like first of all like that's just something that happens mm-hmm. we joke about it I think that there are some in our community that think of it as like well it's necessary mm-hmm. like I am here now because my mother beat me you know what I mean like we have that mentality and thought and for me as a young person I remember feeling really much like not necessarily when I got beat but when I saw my sister getting a beating like that my mother had lost it. Like feeling like it had nothing to do with 
what my sister had done in that moment or what was happening, but more a bigger reflection of like how my mother was feeling or like, was she, did she have a long commute home? Was she tired? Was, it never felt consistent. It never felt like, oh, if you did B, you were gonna get a beat in. If you did C, you were gonna be okay. It was like, you could do B on Tuesday and you're gonna get a beating. You could do B on Thursday and it's all right. Mm -hmm. And so they always felt like the sense of like, it didn't make sense to me. It was just like an irrational thing. It never mm -hmm. made sense to me. Um, and then when I talked to, like I talked to my husband, and I talked to other people, it's like, no, way I internalized that was, I did, I was bad. I got, and I couldn't control the badness. Like it wasn't like my actions were the reason. It was just like I was bad. And sometimes my badness got me beatings and sometimes my badness wasn't seen or I got away with it. Um, and so it's really interesting like how we internalize uh, physical beatings and like all of that and how we know it came from a place of love. Like there's no question of whether or not for me anyway, like my mother loved me, adored me, would like ride out, do anything for, but it's just like this way that you discipline your children. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember, you know, being like uh nine, ten years old, just like being wild and free. And like I had a curfew, like a seven o'clock curfew. So like when the lights, when street lights come on, I'm supposed to be in the house. Mm -hmm. But like I'm so like adventurous, like I'm always out going somewhere, you know what I mean? I'm breaking curfew. And for the most part, that's the reason why I got licks. You know, we call it licks. Yeah, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, in the islands, you know what I'm saying? And like, that would be the main reason why I would get licks because I'd break curfew. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, I would do it anyway. Like, it's, it got to a point where it was just like, yo, I'm just going to do what I'm doing. And like, you know, I'm just get these licks. Yeah. And like, I knew I, I knew what to expect. Like, when when I came home at, at a certain time, and then it would be like, I'll, I'll start plotting against them. It's mm -hmm. like, all right. I know what's getting ready to happen. I'm gonna try to run up to the bathroom and lock the door. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Allow myself in the bathroom, but like, and um, I mean, they'll catch me like at some point. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes they wouldn't though, but mm -hmm. for the most part, they'll catch me. And um, it's always my uncle, my uncle Archie. Like, um, he was like the main disciplinarian. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. He like like you said, it, it was out of love too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like the um, amount of fear they must have felt. I mean, that's what I go to mm -hmm. with my, like with my parents, like the thing, like the, 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 I can remember like three beatings, um, whoopings, like whatever euphemism that you want to use that doesn't licks, feel like cutters. licks, like whatever, whatever. <laughs> um, and one of them, in, yo, yeah, yeah, no, no, we. No one curses more than I do. Oh, okay. That's not even, that's not, that's not a thing. Um, and I remember one in particular was I, so we could like, you could be on the block. Like being on the block was cool. Every, mm -hmm. You could be on the block, that's just your, but going around the corner, mm. you couldn't go around the corner. Mm. But all the fun was around the corner. Like that was the thing, the that's corner was the thing. And so one day <laughs> I decided to go around the corner and I, my mother must have come out the house and couldn't find, you know, see. It's funny because I actually had a moment of that today with my own children. Mm -hmm. um, where they went around a corner, which was not a literal corner, but like out of my eyesight and was like, oh, you just went too far. And she was scared. And so when I came back in the house, I'm like, yeah, I had a good, you know, like all good. <laughs> no one said, no one came and got me. No one's calling for me. It must be great. Came in the house, turned the, turned the light, got in, opened the door and right in the vestibule. I can remember to this day. And did you guys like the belt? Did you oh. guys, do you have a belt drawer? 
belt. I got it with belts. One of the worst whippings I got was with a um a bike brake cable. You know what? that wire? Yeah. Yeah. Mine was with a yeah. vacuum cleaner cord. Uh, yeah. It was uh, like. <laughs> It was yo, it's it's like light and hard. Damn. Yeah, <laughs> and you can feel it to this. You know, you can feel it to like I can remember it. I re- like I remember it, and I think what's interesting to me, like I knew very like I was never gonna beat my children. Like that yeah. was just not gonna happen because of I think not even because of how I got spankings or like how I got whooped, but from seeing my little sister. Like that mm. had such a strong impact on me and seeing her scared of my mom and my mom and being like like feeling like she was like enraged as my grandma would say and like that's just like an energy that didn't feel good to me and i knew Mm -hmm. that i wasn't going to do that but what i realize now is that you can invoke that same fear in your children even without the beating Mm -hmm. which is scary to me because that's what i'm I'm not like i'm trying to get away from like that fear what we just talked about like i don't want them to be scared of me and then uh yesterday i came home and i don't i've just every year i just become my mother more and more it's really scary but i walked in the house similar to like when my mother used to walk in the house and like it was like a mess like just clutter and they don't think it's a mess my husband don't care nobody cares but me only only i care that it's a mess and oh you see the side <laughs> eyes you guys can't see it at home but the side eyes the side <laughs> eyes we understand so i walk in the house and it's a mess and i'm just like okay we gotta clean up everybody's gotta clean up you gotta get your stuff and i'm like just going like we gotta go and i'm like just and they're not moving fast enough for me whatever energy that i need to make me feel like everybody feels the same way i feel about this mess right <laughs> not, now they're not, your they're not giving it to me no one's running no one's nothing no shutters no. nothing and so i raise my voice and glory who's seven she turns and looks at me and she shakes like i see her i see her quiver and she's like mommy i told you not to yell at me anymore you said you're not gonna yell at me anymore and i and and i was like i'm sorry like i saw i couldn't like i saw it i was still enough in the moment and i wasn't angry or anything i was just like moving and i saw her quiver and i was like i'm so sorry you know this and i just owned it i was like this drives me crazy like i know it does like i know coming in this house, i know nobody else cares you're absolutely right this is not important yeah. this isn't this is not gonna change your health this is not gonna make you a better person this doesn't mean you're not a good person but for mommy walking in the house and seeing clutter gets me it it, mm-hmm. it, it agitates me probably from my own child <laughs> you know probably mm-hmm. from my own childhood mm-hmm. and so i need us to work and move it but that idea that i could create like that my kids fear me mm-hmm. like i had to i had to like I had to own that. Yeah. So like we talked about the idea that like, we don't want them to fear you, but there's there ever been a moment when you're like, oh yeah, I like Noah's scared of me. Like there's this I oh, can yeah. I can go there. Like there is a thing. Recently I had the same thing. I yelled at her. I was I was really I was in a bad space. Mm-hmm. So she wasn't doing I don't she wasn't doing something that yeah. I said or wasn't moving quick enough. And I yelled at her. And I had to apologize to her. Mm-hmm. Like she didn't like that. He, you know, he even told, he was like, you should, you, you should apologize to her. He's like, you know what? I do need to apologize mm-hmm, to her. Mm-hmm, and I had to, like, mm-hmm. just like I would any, any person, mm-hmm, any adult. Absolutely. Like, you know what? I should not have spoken to you like that out of my own frustration. Mm-hmm. You need to listen, but I don't have to talk to you like that in order for you to do so. How, what a gift. Not really. No, I'm working Man, on it. No, for no, I, my parents I mean, as an adult, we have like my parents have apologized. My mother has definitely like, I'm sorry, I did that, and I've apologized to her. But as a child, an adult, oh. I have never had an adult 
apologize to me for something mm. they did to me. Mm-mm. Never. Nah. Like so like what day. a gift to, to your this, to, to this, this day. day. <laughs> to this day I ain't get no apologies for none of them <laughs> ass whoopers. I got a lot of ass whoopers. Ooh, I ain't gonna lie. Me too. A lot of them. Yeah. Like, we can I go get down them. the list of like items. Yeah. <laughs> I was getting it from like multiple family members. Yeah. My grandmother, my uncle, my mom, mm-hmm. dad. Like but I I was a wild kid, so like But it's interesting how we like we, like exactly what you just did, we do. Yeah. Because right. when you know they love you, and you know the per- you, there's no question about it. How we rectify or like how we like make sense of this thing mm-hmm. that feels so out of, you know, how we hold both those things to be true. Like I know what you did had a negative impact on me, mm-hmm. and I know, like I remember, I have a memory of my mother like going and like she's in a re- like really upset, and my little sister did something and she's beating her, and I I stood between the two of them, mm-hmm. um, and I was like. Like chill, like you, like you went to, like, and my mother looked at me like, do do you would you would you like you some, of, some of this? Would you like some of this? <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, <laughs> you know, like no, I like, and I kind of stepped away. But even in that moment, I shifted the energy. So she was like, you know, she was wild up. She was round, like she had so much that she needed, and like she kind of came down a little bit, and like they had. My sister and I got like two more licks, as you put it, yeah. but it like came, it was ending. Like it was like the the energy had shifted and um yeah. and moved, and so there is this way in which how we figure out the balance between knowing these people love us and that they've done the like they they've done these things that are hard for us, um or have had negative impacts on us. I think is really hard, and then it begs the question: How do we then? or what role does discipline play in our parenting with our own child? Mm-hmm. So like we, you know, we may have come to a place like what we all talked about around knowing what the, we don't want them to fear us. Knowing we have power that we can, they, we're, a whole, we're their whole world. Like, you know, mm-hmm. like, like you don't got, like I, I was like, this is being a parent is like being a rock star. Every parent is like a rock star. You know what I mean? Like you don't have to do very much. And then they like love you. You're their, like everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and they also have a hard time with boundaries sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they're also like testing and they're also trying to figure out this very complicated world that they live in. Um, and so what kind of methods of discipline do you like use and, and feel good about or not feel good about or, shine, or still trying to figure out? Well, um, for the most part, I, I, try, I talk to her. Mm-hmm. I try to show her the error in her ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and if sometimes if that, if that doesn't work, then uh, then it's time to take away some of her like privileges. Mm-hmm. Like no TV, right now like Noah can't watch any TV mm-hmm. um, during during like school days. Mm-hmm. So you can only watch. That's it. just regular at my house. Right. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that's just like they they're on punishment all the time. That's great. But yes. before before she was able to like watch like no, an no, hour. I, yes. You know, yes. we would let, let her watch like an hour of TV. Yeah. Um, but that that's that's not really for like disciplinary reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. that's more so for like. We want to set the standard. Yeah. Like we setting the standard. Like there's no t- no more TV during the week mm-hmm. during your your school days mm-hmm. only on the weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, and if uh, like I said, if if, talk, if if speaking to her doesn't work, then um, we'll we'll take take those things mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. Or like you know, there's there's times where um, I'll take her to get like ice cream or something, or um, or we go go to the go to the um, the children's museum or something, mm-hmm. and um, I'll be like you know. We can't do these fun things if you if you if you don't listen. You know, you, you get everything you want when you listen. So like she she generally responds to that like quickly. 
other than that, like, I mean, what else can we do? Mm-hmm, like, you know, mm-hmm. we can't really do 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 too much. Mm-hmm. Like, you take away some of the things that mm-hmm. that 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 they want, mm-hmm. and you talk to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I I knew growing, I just knew growing up that I was like, I'm gonna beat my kids too. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, was my, that's my that's my sisters. They're like, I can't wait. Like, yeah, excited about me. it. Yeah, not that I wanted to, but it was just like that's what I knew. If yes. a kid was bad, you give him a whooping. Yes, and so um. And then you see bad kids in public and it's like, I know they don't get no belt put on them. Like, <laughs> but that's not necessarily. And, and now as I'm, that was when I was younger because that's what I knew. Mm-hmm. And then as I, as a parent now, I struggle. I don't want to put my hands mm-hmm. on her. Now, does she get a little lick every mm-hmm. now and again? Of course, a little pinch. Mm-hmm. I'm not even going to hold you. Yes, mm-hmm. she does. Mm-hmm. But that is the absolute, we I can pro- we can probably count how many times mm-hmm. Noah has gotten, and mm-hmm. she's five. We're yeah, not gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But that is not the first go to. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. and that you know that is not ever the first go to. I actually struggle with it, and I feel bad. Like if I have to give her a little pinch, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel bad afterwards. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. It feels just the same as raising my voice at her, mm-hmm. and like, like you said, yeah. which can have the same implication. Absolutely. I think so, it's. Oh, oh, you go still go. Go. I think it's important to recognize like some of the uh, the struggles that. Um, that our parents face and their mm-hmm. parents face, like they they lived in a t- completely different time where things life was just harder. Mm-hmm. So like you know, there's a lot of things at play when it comes to that. Like a lot of stress on them. Like I remember Jay telling you know telling a story about her grandfather starting to work at like 14 years old mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. and like hard labor. Mm-hmm. So like their whole lifestyle was different back then. They dealt with a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. So they might not have enough time uh, time and patience to be like to talk like we do mm-hmm. because, you know, they got like two jobs or something and, or three jobs and they, they trying to get things done as quick as possible. So mm-hmm. like that level of patience, it's not there. You know what I mean? Because they were basically in like survival mode. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like when you're in survival mode, you know, you really don't have patience for anything. Mm-hmm. So I, that's 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 one thing right mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like they didn't have patience like we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do think like the we, is, it's so interesting sometimes that we... Um, Think of it as like a time, yeah. you know, be, when at the, uh, like and during their time. But I imagine there have mm-hmm. always been people who didn't beat their mm-hmm. kids, right? Like, there's always been people who decide, like, figured other ways outside of it. And like, even now, where we are, there are people who, you know, have those same level of stresses, have those same level of like lack of just the time to be introspective and reflective about how you go about even parenting. Like it is a privilege to be able as black people to sit and talk about parenting, you know, like to sit and talk about like, oh, what are you choosing to do? How do you wanna do this? What makes sense for you? And so I think at the same time where we wanna like um, honor the ancestors and also I think we have to give ourselves like own the privileges that we have and then give credit where credit's due Definitely. around yeah. our willingness to grow past what we know. That's where um that's that's kind of how I've been thinking mm-hmm. about it. Because it's not the I actually it's not the patience. Because mm-hmm. I don't have any <laughs> I'm like that is my one of my biggest crutches. I do not have patience and I'm working on having yeah. patience. like I'm actively working mm-hmm. on it. But I feel like um Especially people of color. You talk about people. You like there were people who didn't always beat their kids. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. A lot of if we're gonna keep it funky, a lot of white people didn't touch their kids. Yep. Mm-hmm. A lot did, but a mm-hmm. lot didn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't think it's I think it's a lot of it is uh stresses and, and just not knowing how or having the resources on how to deal with your children mm-hmm, properly. Mm-hmm. And so because even now in this new age, yeah, you've got, pa- you know, p- parents of color like ourselves mm-hmm, mm-hmm. who are trying to break that cycle. Mm-hmm. But then I, like me, and Tr- I, I was at H&M one day downtown. And standing on the line, getting ready to step up, and you gonna ladies, break my heart right now. These are these stories. I don't even know what you're gonna say, but you already but I know because I was downtown Brooklyn. And yes. I'm gonna break my heart right now. Go ahead. I was I was standing on the line, and this lady gets on the phone, and she's clearly on the phone with a child. Mm-hmm. And I guess the child said I was in her closet or did something. I was in your room, and she's like, "What did I tell you about touching my motherfucking shit? Stay out!" Of, and I was mm-hmm. like. I can hear a kid mm-hmm. on the other line. How, who the fuck talks to a kid like mm-hmm. that? And it makes you—it makes me angry because mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't talk to a kid like that. Mm-hmm. You barely don't—you don't don't really talk to an adult like mm-hmm. that. You don't talk to another human being, mm-hmm. you know, unless it's a bitch like that who deserves it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> you know, no, but, I get it. I get it. Yes. yes. But it's like yes. I don't. So I I don't necessarily. I just think we have a few more resources. Yes. And some of us are able to take those and apply them, but a lot of us don't know how. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a big mm-hmm. part of why discipline is the way that it is mm-hmm. and why, as people of color, it's mm-hmm. a toxic cycle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I I mean, one of my most... Is seeing someone be cruel to a child... It pisses it, me it, off. It like, it, it like, it does something in my soul. And, um, and I know... It's, it's when it's their parent, which often it is. I remember I have this like memory. I think I, I must have been in high school. Maybe it was in college, and I was on a train, on not on a train, a bus. Um, and I remember I'm sitting on the bus, and this woman gets on the bus, and she is, she has like two kids with her bags. She's rushing in the. In if you want to find parents, like when parents are like beating or yelling or being like just harsh with their children, time mm-hmm. rush hour home. Coming home after commute, those are like right there. Those are the times, and like she's rushing, and her son like trips or something like that, and she's just reeling. This woman, she's just like reeling on him, reeling on him, grab it, and she grabs him hard and pulls him towards her, and he bumps his nose into the pole on the bus, and he his nose just starts bleeding. Oh my god! And sadder than his face was her face. And I remember, like, before when she was yelling at him, I was already, like, agitated and, and like, my my back was up. But when she was, like, she couldn't stop. Like, she was just going, going, going. And she did this thing. And she and, and it was, like, this kind of thing. Like, I saw her face. And then she, like, quickly, like, swept it. Well, you should have been moving quicker. And look what happens when you, you know, like, pushing it back. But we're human. Yeah. That mother loves her child. Like, all parents love it. And you know, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know deep in your soul, nobody wants their child to be scared of them. Mm-hmm. But you don't know another way. And I think it's so important that we're having these conversations and figuring out what are the other ways of disciplining. And I remember, it's interesting, like, I, I knew I wasn't going to, like, beat my, like, I was, I, I came with that. And then so I was like, I'm going to do time out. Mm-hmm. So when I had my first, my oldest is 13 now. And I so I was like, when she would, I was so tight with her though. Like even though I was like, I'm not gonna beat you, but like she couldn't move very far out of whatever my line of what was acceptable. So she cried too long or she daddled too long. I was like, okay, time out. And, and because I felt like it wasn't physically abusive, I overused it. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. it's easy. You just get time out. Let's go. Like, you know, like, you didn't, you didn't, get, you didn't, you know, you like you didn't right. brush your teeth yet. Time, like it was just like 
it, it was this way. And I remember she was like maybe four years old and I f- completely forgot her in timeout. Like she must have been like, oh my <laughs> you supposed to be on timeout for like four minutes. Like however old you are, you're supposed to be there that time. I promise you, I, like a half an hour had passed and I looked around, I was like, where's Blue? And I think, I was like, oh shit, I left her in timeout. And, she, and it was, she was so like, oh, this is my thing. Like she would go and sit on it. And so it's interesting what you're saying, Glory's a whole, like so it's like blue then mocked and now here we are Glory a whole she don't even know what timeout is like right. she's like mm-hmm. she you start counting and she's like stop counting <laughs> why are you like you're giving me anxiety because oh. you're count like you can't even count like you forget wow. about getting to the timeout you're like you give me anxiety because you're counting so blue what do you think is different between the way we discipline Glory and the way I disciplined you. You had more practice. Maybe this is just like me being jealous, jealousy or whatever. But I do think you get let Glory get away with more stuff than I got. I think I a hundred percent let Glory get away with more stuff than I let you get away with. You definitely do. Why do you think that happened? Well, I talk about this with my friends sometimes. Like we think by by the by the third child, like I'm I've done this already. I've done this twice. Like. We can, we can, see the first child, you want to be very careful because you've never done it before. So you're just like tippy-toeing everywhere. You're being, you're being very stealthy. You're just being careful. That second child, just like, I am on a roll. And you're just like flying, you know, you're flying. And then by the third child, just like, I'm exhausted and I'm kind of tired, but let's go again. And this time you're not, you're not flying. You're not being stealthy, but you're just running and waking everything up. So you, but you, you get there, but you're running because you're tired and you're, you're exhausted and you're just like, I've done the flying, I've done the tippy toeing, let's run. And how does the running go? I think, can I say something? Of course. I think it's because that there's just so many different ways of trying different things and you're a different person now and just so many different things. Parenting shapes you. You, 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 the first time, you you raise a child you're raising the child as a as a young adult the second time you're raising a child you're raising a child as a as a pretty experienced mom you know you you got them you know enough the third time you're raising a child as i said you're running i'm old running you're you want to get there (laughs) i can't run grandma waddles (laughs) (laughs) well do you think that i hold you accountable for the things you do um I mean, can we put this into percentages? Yes, yes. very much so. Yes. Um, Sorry, I think you you heck? you hold us accountable for a good eighty five percent, and then there's that fifteen where you're tired. There's that fifteen. There's always the occasional fifteen. I definitely think I'm tired, and I also think that you guys are gonna be okay. I know. But and what I practice with her a lot is like to sit, like time in, kind of like we're just gonna sit and talk and process. And she, if you do that, she's quick to like get to the emotional because she's trying. She's like she's mm-hmm. a, she was. We say she was born with a chip on her shoulder. Like she was just like <laughs> she was born with it. And so if you are timing, if you're gonna sit and like engage with her, yeah. she's gonna get to it really quick. And her sisters are often looking at me like sideways, like. 
I don't, I don't understand why this mm. person has so much space. Like, mm-hmm. what, what are we missing here? Don't you see? Don't mm-hmm. you see? We're all trying to wrangle her. But my level of like patience or um, I think just growth as a parent around my, I mean, someone told me this story once, uh, like I, we, like we were in Columbia or something, we are riding horses and I don't know, I, that's another story. But anyway, we're like sitting here and this um, person said to me, you know, raising children is like riding horses. Like they know where they're going. Mm-hmm. We're just guiding them along the yep. way. And I was like, interesting. And mm-hmm. I think it's true, right? Like you have, they have instincts about them. Like mm-hmm. when you talk about yourself as a young person and like, I'm going to just move. I'm going to be free. I know my way and I'm going to take what comes with it. Your parent is at home freaking out at where you are and how it's going to be, but you're okay. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like, because you trust yourself and you like, and and you have a sense of like, it doesn't mean there's not caution. It doesn't mean that we're not trying to help them understand safety. It's not, doesn't mean like there isn't like respect isn't important, but I never feel like my children don't respect me. Like, you know, like I remember as a young person, I think like that idea, like, are you like, you can't do like the the way I got disciplined the most. Like I didn't get a lot of beatings, but I got slapped in my face mm. a lot because <laughs> I was a teeth a tooth sucker. I mm. still am. I used to suck oh. my teeth, kiss my teeth. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm like a ma- I was like a mm-hmm. master at we call, it. We call it chips and and chips. Yeah, chips. Yeah, no, 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 no. But I would like suck my teeth all the time. Like my, and I, and I didn't even. It wasn't like a conscious thing. I wasn't like, oh, I want to be mad, disrespectful to you, like. F you, I'm gonna suck my teeth. Mm-hmm. See, like, I can't even curse when I'm thinking about my mother. Did you see that? Like, yeah. I had to say F you. Like, I couldn't say, like, when I'm thinking about her, I can't curse. So I would suck my teeth, and I promise you, if I caught, if I, I whap, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, what? I, I wasn't even conscious. Oh, that's terrible. And that's it's not even terrible. It's not, yes. it's not faster than a slap. Like, you'll yes. slap right out of it. Like, yeah, it's like, oh, like you'll wake up real quick. And what's interesting is, like, because I wasn't doing it maliciously, the slap doesn't have, I didn't associate the slap with the sucking in teeth because I didn't choose to suck my teeth. It right. was just a natural reaction I had to something that was happening to yep. me. And so it's so hard, like we're in it, you know, you mentioned earlier when you're talking about this woman and who might've been talking to a child on the phone, this idea like you don't talk to people that way, right? Like mm-hmm. any person. And I think that's so often part of how our discipline gets like fucked up as parents Mm -hmm. is we don't recognize that our children are people. We, you know, like we don't recognize that they're having full emotional expressions and like, you know, reactions and they want to explore the world and they're curious and they don't know. And it's things, there are things they care about and things they don't care. Like Mm -hmm. they are fully formed. They got opinions. They're they're people. And as people, they're going to live in the world. And like, we have to figure out how to be people with them mm-hmm. um not like over them right. um and so that's kind of our work i think as parents thank you both so much for coming of course and yeah. talking us. with us um i really 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 appreciate it and i think we um i know i learned a lot and this idea of like being in process as a parent is so important and I just want everyone to know, like, we can evolve. Like, what, who we, what you did yesterday as that parent, like any of those, like any parent who has spanked their children has, we can roll it back. We mm-hmm. can say sorry. We can reflect, um, and we can grow, and we can be in community with each other around it. So we just thank have to you. work. We have to work at it, though. Yes. The thing, just therapy is important. Like, huge. I, I really, I, I, I have to find one because I battle with 
becoming my mother in certain mm-hmm. ways. And that's not a bad thing. My mother was an amazing mother, but there are a lot of fears and anxieties that I had over things that I know I should not have. I should be able to talk to you about my first yeast infection. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Without Absolutely. feeling like you gonna come and ask me what you been doing. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like I don't Absolutely. wanna put that stuff on Noah, but my nature yes. because of how I was raised fights against what I know is like not normal. I think yeah. So we gotta the, work on ourselves. Absolutely. And just the fact that you rec- recognize that even though you're trying to do it differently, if you don't heal I mean, that's the whole idea of like being oppressed. We're not aware, mm-hmm. right? Like we don't know how whatever happened to us got ingrained in us and like then like is part of how we raise our children. But just the fact that you think about it, mm-hmm. um, Noah's gonna be in a better place. You know, yep. like she's gonna have an advantage. And don't worry, I have a therapist and she's amazing. Oh, I, please, I, I, pass so it I will, on I'll pass it on, I'll pass it on. Um, so yeah, Tristan, anything you wanna end, like leave us with or any other thoughts? Just to like touch back on what you said about, you know, guiding your kids, man. Like, I think that's so important. Noah, from the time she was like a year and a half, she knew she knew who she was. Mm-hmm. I believe that like full heartedly. Like mm-hmm. she knew who she was. I remember I remember um there was one day where we, we bought her this like this little this little bag or whatever. So she puts on Jay's <laughs> heels, she puts a bag over 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 her shoulder and she starts walking out She's the like door. One. She like barely like maybe like a, a a year and two months or something, mm-hmm. and like she's walking towards the door, and I'm like, no, where are you going? Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm going, going to, to the, the city. I'm <laughs> going to the city. I'm going to. I said what? I said yo. I said yo. How you getting there? She said, I'm taking the train. I take the train. <laughs> Pulls out a metro card. Yeah. 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 yeah, one. She like she's like I go yeah. into the city. She I knew, take the train. She knowing who she was like. Yeah. As, as long as I can remember, mm-hmm. so like, I, I I really believe like I'm here to guide her, absolutely, and like empower her. You know absolutely. what I mean? So that's she has so good. she has all the power. We just don't just don't take it away. Nah, not like, at all. Yeah, you not know at all. I mean? just, mm-hmm. They came with it. Just don't don't take. That's don't part mess of why it up. she goes to school. She goes. That's to, right. That's right. You know? That's right. That's yep. right. Thank you both so much. Thank you for, for having joining us. us. Yeah, thanks for having really us. Really enjoyed it. It's dope. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We wish you the best of luck along your parenting journey. And know that I have your back. This podcast was produced by Domino Sound. Thank you for listening to this episode of Raising Rebels. Learn more about Nolika Radway and her amazing production company and podcast network, Domino Sound, on her website at RaisingRebelsPod.com. Listen to the podcast there or on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Visit Raising Rebels on Instagram at RaisingRebelsPod. Her Twitter is Raising underscore Rebels, and her Facebook is at RaisingRebelsPod. You can check out more relevant links in today's show notes. Thank you again for being here. We'll see you soon. Mm -hmm.